The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Beyond, beyond, beyond. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Podcast Beyond, episode 373. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the only does everything, Colin Moriarty. Hello. Hello, how are you? I'm well, how are no you? No go Islanders, huh? You're finally giving up on the Islanders. No, of course You've not. turned just... your back. You're landlocked, man. No, no, you, yeah. no, I know. Yeah. There's no ocean. Middle of the country, yeah. Iowa. That's what you rep now. Yeah, yeah what, What's Iowa's hockey team? The, the Des Moinesians. The Corns? I'm sure they have an AHL the team. Corns. ECHL team. Yeah. Well. The Corns. Yeah, you like that? Yeah, the Brian Alberts. The Brian Alberts, that's right. Over here. In the never-rotating third chair, our permanent member, for yeah. real, Marty no Sleva. Hey, it's Best good to be here. The business. Also, hey. 373, a real palindrome. That's true. Yeah. Palindrome's also a palindrome. Numeric palindrome. Yeah. Boom. You don't see enough of those, I feel like. No. I so. like when the date does it. Mm. You flip the dates around. We just had the last uh, sequential date. <sighs> we had one, two... Wait, what was it? <laughs> no, it was 12, 13, 14. <laughs> Wait, what? what? It was, it was yeah, what was on it? December 13th. It was 12, 13, 14. Does everyone, you ever think about this stuff and then make it sad you'll never see it again? I mean, unless... I'll see it again. Unless I have the fountain of youth. Yeah. Well, you, neither do you do. Yeah. Remember I'll tell you what we do have, Leon? though. It's the Christmas season. The holiday season. Was it really necessary to do season. that with the paper? The Hanukkah yeah. season. Yeah, Hanukkah. I, can I make people happy, Colin? Can I, I make... know, but you, well, you have a little paper and you any any. It's a good way to show people okay. I have paper. If Hanukkah was in October, would we call it Hantika? Shut up. Oh. Okay. Shut up. <laughs> Colin, Colin made him think. We got a gift here from Dan D. Ducey Jr. Not a real name. He says Beyond. 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 Then he says from X-Mouse. What? I don't know. I think one is his real name. When you order something from Amazon, they have to give a real gotcha. name. You can't say I'm X-Mouse. Uh, Dan, of course, was nice enough to send Oh, the official dog food of Podcast Beyond. <laughs> Purina Beyond. Now I've gotten a lot. I've what? gotten a lot of tweets about Purina Beyond as it's come. Have you really? It's, yeah. Oh yeah. Here's Pertello's official dog food. Are you, are you gonna sue these guys? Blah blah blah. blah. I'm happy to finally have some. I will do a taste test for you, Dan. Not me. The dog will eat it. Mm. You should like. I yeah. should eat some of it too. Yeah. That's really great. No, if Portillo's like the king, you have to be the taster to make sure it's not. I've poison. eaten the dog treats that are like good enough, like human grade, but like I dog the food. Uh, I can't do this that. This doesn't really sound bad when you think about chicken. Brewer's rice. I don't know what that is. Whole barley. barley, canola meal, chicken meal, beef fat preserved with mixed tocopherols. Tocopherols. I would listen to an entire podcast of you just reading. Natural liver flavor. All right. Dried egg product. <laughs> Salt. <laughs> potassium chloride. Dried carrots. Ooh. That's Pretty way down there. He needs. He needs the carrots. I'm a little worried about the image on the Sorry, front because it looks like the chicken <laughs> is being impaled. 
by a, a very sharp carrot. Uh, ah! <laughs> or no, I'm sorry. He's cool. Oh, that's what he's saying. I was trying to make the link. Has anyone even seen a chicken before? Purina, you have some nerve putting a carrot prominently on your on your packaging when it is the maybe the 14th, the 12th, something like that item on your Everybody tweet Purina. Let them know we're taking them to task. Nobody's going to do it. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Podcast Beyond, IGN's PlayStation podcast, the number one PlayStation podcast on the internet because you're super supportive. You can get the MP3 each and every Tuesday on IGN.com and podcast services around the world. Then every Wednesday, I upload the video to IGN.com, to YouTube.com slash IGN, and of course to the absolutely free IGN PlayStation 4 app. I like that app. It's a really nice app. I'm a fan of that app. I'm a big fan, too. Even if I didn't work here. When are they adding the rewind and fast-forward buttons? I don't know. They got to do that. You can stop asking me. I don't know. It's it's Mark 1. Mark Ryan's working on Mark 2, I'm sure. I think that's what he does over there. God only knows. Mark Ryan. You ever heard that song? The the, the Beach Boys. Oh, God only knows? Yeah. That's a jam. Yeah. Call it Sing Me Some. No. I can't do it. You can sing it. I can sing it. Yeah. Go. I'm just more interested in this packaging. Let me tell you more. You going to open up and eat it? (laughs) Uh, they go. They go into just what what's what's in the food. Yeah. Oh, interesting. What's in chicken meat? And it says, uh, it's just so weird. Like chicken meal made from chicken cooked at high temperatures to remove water and fat, leaving a source of high pro of high quality protein. Four times more protein than chicken commonly used. Why aren't in we? Pet food. Why don't we use that kind Here's of? Here's the thing. The, you know, the Futurama made fun of it by having bachelor chow. Mm-hmm. If there was a complete. Ma- meal in a bag for humans? I'd eat it. Yeah. I'd oh. totally be down for that. Oh, Not every meal, but have it at the desk. I take a cup out. I dump really? it into a See, cup. One, one of the few things I take, I always make Char laugh about this because she's yeah. like, my dad says that too. It's depressing. Is that I'm Does like, one of the like only, like yeah, one of the only things that I take great pleasure in in my life is eating. Yeah. And if I had to eat, like I was on a spaceship or something. Yeah. Like that, I wouldn't. Yeah. I I'm would not be able saying to every meal. I'm saying a lunchtime. You're cut. You're, yeah. you're you're late for work. You I'm never busy. And I'm never too busy to eat. I guess <laughs> is what I'm telling you. Yeah, you really took that scone to task today. Oh man, that that set the internet ablaze. You it's broke the internet. You don't know what you're dealing with. Colin's been taking pop shots at me left and right. It's about time I swung back. Yeah. What? Because I, 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 I am Greg, I'm Greg Miller. <laughs> and I am the president. <laughs> American president. Everybody watch it. Uh, it's about you, I heard. <laughs> it's it's loosely based on the two-bat storyline. <laughs> is that the movie? I don't know why I have this memory in my head, and I don't know what movie it's from, where in the beginning an assassin is scre- screwing no. a wooden gun no, together. No, no, no. That's, that's uh, Clear and Present Danger. Clear yeah. Clint oh, okay. Eastwood, uh, John Malkovich. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I remember that I scene I used to so watch well. movies. That was an interesting <laughs> scene. They were at like, some state dinner or something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's a good movie. You should watch it again. Just in terms of the Team Fat, mm-hmm. um, I don't eat in the morning. So yeah. it's very unusual for me. I don't, I'm not hungry until yeah. like 12 or 1. Same here. I have coffee and that's it. Yeah, like I can't eat. So I got the scone and I just wasn't into it. Yeah. Now we'll bacon, see you later son? when we that have dinner. Bacon, we'll son? see you later when we. Have... Let's see. Let's see who's eating dinner tonight. Are we let's going to eat now tonight? We can go to now. We can go. We're going to be down there by a uh, Buffalo Wild Wings as well. Whoa, BW3s. I'm sure we are going to be down there. We'll call you South Bay Boys. South Bay Boys! <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> what happened? <laughs> the settle's <laughs> back! <laughs> Um, before we begin the show with what isn't forever will be the Rope Report, I need to point out that last week was the Frank Furlano episode. Yeah. Podcast Beyond episode 372. Um, your support, ladies and gentlemen, was insane. Mm-hmm. Whether be, I thought, I wasn't, I wasn't thinking clearly, Colin, because the tweets came in. I had a bunch of tweets. I'm like, that's really cool. And then Frank started retweeting people that were tweeting at him, and I, re- I forgot how many people were just directly tweeting at Frank and not even talking to us. And then I went into the mailbag to get in the mail for this week, and the mailbag's chock full of people with... Thanking us for doing it, which you don't have to do. Yeah. So many people are like, thank you guys for going up there and visiting Frank and putting him on the show. 
thank you for listening and watching and supporting us and giving us an avenue where somebody, anybody, would care what we have to yeah. say and want to fly us to Toronto to meet yeah. them and want to hang out. Thank you to Frank for being amazing on the show. Everyone said that universally yep. that he came in. He's like, oh, he's really good. Yeah. He's better than a lot of the developers you had on. <laughs> it's like, yes, he landed on his feet. He knew what he was doing. No, he, he was, was amazing. The show was awesome. He was great. Thank you all for your support. Thank you for tweeting at Frank. Thank you. Every, there's so many developers since then. Uh, Telltale, PlayStation, so many people have come to send Frank stuff now. Uh, Konami, they've all taken care of him after the fact. Um, thank you to all those people. Thanks to everybody who's added him on PSN. Thanks to everybody who's tweeted with him now, who's now following on Twitter. He's totally blown away. We're an awesome community. We're happy to everybody part yeah. of it. I wanted to point out, too, uh, it was interesting. Podcast Beyond, number one PlayStation podcast mm. on the internet. IGN's number I've one audio it. podcast. I've heard of it. Um, fascinating that we did... 40,000 more downloads last Tuesday than we normally do. Yeah, and we yeah. already are doing amazing. That's, we just added all that on top That's of it. great. Yeah, so thanks I, for spreading the word. Yeah, yeah. I, I was really happy about that. And I, a lot of people, uh, scores of people tweeted at me saying, you know, thank you so much for doing that with all of us, whatever. And I wasn't responding to these tweets specifically because I wasn't doing it for my own accolades. So I'm happy to have, you know what I mean? Like, I'm happy yeah. to have done it and I'm, I'm so appreciative that people are appreciative of it. But it's really all about Frank. So send your yeah. love to him. Yeah. Um, you know, I appreciate that you guys are sending me love too. Unicornus. And, and Greg, yeah, but but it's uh, Unicornus. It's Unicornus, I know. Uh, Unicornus. But he yeah, gets I, really I, mad when I, I say this. It. It was I'm like, I don't care, Frank. I, was, I started, <laughs> I started like, thinking about answers. I'm like, well, you know, it's my, it's always my pleasure, but it's not about me. It's about Frank. So, yeah. so let's, let's give him some love and continue to give us yeah. some love on Twitter. That was awesome. Let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. <laughs> Time for some news. There are... I love that record. Not surprisingly. There are 12 items on the list. A baker's dozen. No, that's a real dozen. It's an actual dozen. <laughs> baker's dozen. Okay. It's a candlestick baker's dozen. Number one. PlayStation 4 is no longer the best-selling console <gasps> in the United States, at least not for the month of November 2014. In November, a heavily discounted Xbox One outsold PlayStation 4, undoing Sony's roughly year-long streak of having the best-selling console in the country. It was also... Th- oh, okay. It was, I'm just so used to having <laughs> I was like, like, I can't what? read this anymore. It was also the best-selling console of the month for the UK, which is interesting. That's actually really surprising. Of the top 10, and I wrote that. So that's even more interesting. <laughs> oh, the top Isn't that the worst se- thing when you're like, Colin oh, just gets blind drunk and writes I don't even remember that game. What did, it, what did IGN give you checking your review? That you're like, oh, uh, well. <laughs> <laughs> of the top 10 best-selling games for the month in the U.S. at retail, six were on PlayStation consoles, including Call of Duty Advanced Warfare at 1, Grand Theft Auto 5 at 2, Madden NFL 15 at 4, Far Cry 4 at 6, NBA 2K15 at 8, and Assassin's Creed Unity at 9. Ooh, wow. <laughs> uh, that, yeah, no surprise really right on, I think, Microsoft or Xbox One. Oh out. no! I, t- I said that that was going to happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah but the, right. the price drop and uh, some of the amazing the bundles. bundles. They really good yeah. bundles out there. And Sunset Overdrive, free and for rad day. exclusives. Yeah, I still got to play it. It's a really good video game. Number two, Greg. Were you impressed by the way Nathan Drake looked in the Uncharted Four Thief's End demo? I at was. PlayStation Experience. And I had this guy next to me elbowing me the whole time, going, "Are you seeing this? Was it Ty Root? <laughs> no, no. Because <laughs> he looks like it. Was it the guy from Spider Man? No, that's what you said. Does that sound like it? Hey, Spider Man, you seeing this Uncharted demo? Look at these shaders. It looks like a real crane. Let me swing this crane over here so you can see it on the big screen, Spidey. (laughs) 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 Did the Green Goblin kill him? (laughs) Then you'll be pleased to know that the Drake in the cutscenes of the game is identical to the Drake you play as when you gain control. Character artist Colin Thomas says, quote, a lot of that stuff we were definitely able to handle in shader as opposed to sculpting into high res, and that helped a lot to maintain from as he goes in-game to cinematic the same level of detail. So nothing drops in terms of detail level once he gets into the game. That is staggering. <laughs> End quote. Uncharted yeah, 4. That, that was a good video game demo. Oh yeah, my god, really that was good. awesome. Yeah. Now, Colin. Did you see it? <laughs> <laughs> There's even a picture of us 
on. I know, right? It's weird that somebody took a photo. Like one of the, it was right after Bruce finished the demo because he's like waving as he walks away. But like, yeah, you have this huge grin on your face, and I'm like clapping like an idiot. <laughs> um, we have two Uncharted Four questions. Uh, they're very fascinating. They're interesting because they go into what Uncharted Four could be about and how it's all going to play out. Ooh. Something that Mitch Dyer exposed me to when I went and did a commentary with him over the footage. He mm-hmm. brought up, the, remember the original trailer where at the time Todd Stashwick talked over it, and then who we don't know, we know he's no longer on the game. We don't know who he was playing. How does that fit in now with this new character, the yep. brother and Troy? Was it that character? Exactly. That's what we're going to. Zach Thomas writes into Beyond at IGN.com just like you can. It says Beyond. 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 First off, it was awesome meeting you at PlayStation Experience, Greg. Thanks for taking a couple seconds to say hello and whatnot. Now, while watching your in-depth look at Uncharted 4, PSX gameplay, and hearing Greg and whoever that other guy was discuss the possibility <laughs> of Troy Baker replacing Todd Stashwick's part. It was Mitch. Mitch. That oh, was okay. what I did, that commentary with Mitch. I'm trying to give you the back. The other guy. <laughs> Well, I have a theory oh, based him? on the original teaser trailer. At the time of that trailer, I boldly predicted that the character was, in fact, Dante from Uncharted Golden Abyss, who, spoiler alert, was left in a grave or whatever the hell they said by Drake. So, what in the world do you think of that theory, Greg, Colin, and please let it be Naomi in the third chair. Sorry to whoever is actually there. I'm just bummed I walked by her at PlayStation Experience because I was more excited about the keynote than taking a picture with her. Beyond. Also, can you give my blog a plug? <laughs> snmpodcast.wordpress.com. There you go, Zach Thomas. What if that's just a really racist blog? We, we effed up, and I apologize <laughs> ahead of time for everybody. No, it's a, that's the whole thing is... Yeah, I, I, when Mitch and I were going through it, and then we introduced Troy, the brother, because mm-hmm. he says something to the effect of, like, he's the big brother. He says yeah. something about little brother to Drake or whatever. Then Mitch is like, w- during the thing, he's talking about, well, if Stashwick's out, maybe Troy's in playing that guy. Yeah. And if he's playing in, what does the whole Stashwick monologue mean? Sure. Because he talks about, you left me in a hole to rot for blah, blah, yeah. It's like, ooh. Like, yeah, yeah. And if, even if he's not, then maybe Dante would be a good pick. So the question I have, what's, is the brother, is Troy Baker replacing Todd Stashwick? Is he the the brother? Yeah. So that's one question number one. Okay. Is the brother a bad guy? Is question number two. Sure. Sub question to that: If the brother isn't a bad guy, is Dante the bad guy from Golden Abyss? So to answer them going backwards. Yes. Uh, I feel like it would be weird of them to have such like a strong tie-in with Golden Abyss, just right. because a lot of people did not play that game. I agree. And won't play that game before this game comes out. So to me, that just seems a little bit weird. Yes, there's like the dialogue sort of points towards like, well, that would make sense. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, there's there. Uh, the character, the brother definitely didn't look like Troy Baker, which is weird because a lot of Troy Baker's characters, like, you know, when they do, like, uh, you know, the mocap. mocap Naughty, the Naughty Dog's big on everything making yeah, him look. Like, but he, Joel didn't look too much Joel like didn't, Troy. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, he, to me, he looked more like Todd. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people have said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so I think they are the same character, that mm-hmm. he's mm-hmm. taken over that role. Um, yeah, I mean, just in terms of narrative, I feel like him uh, turning on Drake would make sense. See, now, I agree it makes sense, and my problem with it is, like... It's a little too on the nose. That's Naughty Dog every yeah. time. No offense to Naughty Dog. You're fantastic. But I always say I like Uncharted 3 more than 2 because 2 was one f- or beat for beat Uncharted 1. Yeah. Hey, here's this person. Oh, he's betrayed you. Okay, what's happening here? Oh, there's this girl. She doesn't really like you, but maybe she'll come around. Oh, she's coming around. There's oh, look some at betrayal that. in 3, Look at that crazy-ass supernatural thing. Here's the twist. Ah! You know what I mean? Like, that kind of happens like in 3, though, doesn't it? No. Yeah, this one's all because- about Sully. Yeah, what but, but there's there a betrayal like Cutter betray- like you think Cutter betrays you, but and you think and, you and that's think- what I, I kept saying. That's what I talk about in the reviews that they keep turning it on its head. Yeah, and you expect Talbot. Oh, he can disappear around corners and crap. This guy's gonna be a ghost or something. And it's like no. But there was that weird supernatural. Boy. <laughs> there was that weird supernatural ending or the last fight. fight. I mean, they were tripping, but yeah. Uh, oh right, right, right. But again, like, and that was the thing too. Is when that happened, I was like, oh. 
they're doing this again. And then it was like, oh no, he's poisoned. Like, yeah. I like the fact that they kept acting like they were doing their old right. things. Maybe that's the same thing here. Yeah, they're the telegraphing this punch, but they come The Talbot thing was annoying. Yeah. Yeah. When you, didn't you leave like a tarot card behind it at some point or something like that? So, some yeah. weird thing. And I was yeah. like, what the hell? Yeah. Because <laughs> he's just, I'm a creep. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a weirdo. And then you fight him with a knife or whatever. Yeah. 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 Oh, what a game. What a game. That was a good video game. Yeah. Yeah. I hope they, uh, I hope we see more of that Uncharted series at some point soon. I think I, we will. Yeah, I think was, you will too. That I, oh, that's what we were talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, that's a weird yeah. question. It's interesting. It's going to be great. It, I don't know. Like, I'm still, it's still flabbergasting to think about that the same guy, his brother, is going to be the guy who did the whole thing. Because he seems so nice when they meet him in the thing. Yeah. He meets him and they get up there. They climb up there and he's like, come on, bro. Yeah, you see, they cut right before they get a smooch on the cheek. They did not. They did not. Okay, they did. Colin, I got another one for you. Ready? Okay, hit me. This one comes from. Hit me, Sergeant Norman. That's from uh, what is that from? That that movie with Cher, and uh, when Mask. she has daughters. Uh, Which Mystic is of Pizza. Not Mystic Pizza. No, is is, it, is there a My movie called Mermaids or something or um, Xanadu? I don't know. Go ahead. Just go ahead. This matter. is Norman <laughs> from Johannesburg, South Africa. Oh, he says hello, Beyond. You beyond. adorable bastards. Oh, I like this guy already. As a loyal PlayStation gamer living in South Africa and being the ultimate Uncharted fan, I must say that I wet my pants watching that Uncharted 4 gameplay. That's not good. I wanted to point something out to you, though, that many people seem to have missed. The mercenaries that Drake is avoiding are all speaking in... South African accents! Oi! It does kind of make sense when you see the original teaser trailer, and that map highlights the Cape of Good Hope as a significant location, which is, of course, South African. I doubt, though, the setting we saw PlayStation Experience is South Africa, because we don't have regions that look anything like that. So I'm guessing that's Madagascar or the Congo. One last thing, Greg. When you see Mitch Dyer, please give him a slap from all the Vita owners. How dare he say the Golden Abyss game was a boring game. Wow. I will hit him for Don't you. slap him. I, well, I have to. Do what you have to do. It, it was asked. Don't do let anyone it. tell you what to do, Greg. Don't let anyone put you in a box. Thank you. Or no one puts me in a box. Like I'm hard to get in a box. Don't put me in a baby either. What about a big box? But that's interesting, too. This is another thing. Because when yep. we were doing the rewind on the trailer, or the you know the giant gameplay demo, it was like, where are we? It's jungly. There's sure. cliffs. This could be anywhere. Yeah. Except the north. Yeah. So my theory about what we saw at E3, I don't think that's in the game. I think that was like a that's like a thing. That's a thing that's not going to be in the video game. A lot of times we see it. Oh, first looks at games, and there's yeah. the cages and stuff? Yeah, first looks at games, a lot yeah. of times, they just show us a thing that's not even a vertical slice, just like a sort of a tone piece. Sure. And I feel yeah, like that was more of a tone trailer. piece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Also, Drake and that looked a lot older than the Drake we saw uh, at PSX, so I don't know if that just means, I mean, maybe the story will span 15 that's years. That's what I'm thinking. Because yeah, like, think what that, that's something going back to Zach's question of the brother and stuff. Maybe yeah. he's the bad guy or whatever. What if... The section we saw was playing through the very beginning of the game. Yeah. And then something goes awry and the brother's taken away. Then it's like and then 10 years else. later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, he, then we get old Drake yeah. in the cage man areas. Cage man. Cage man. You Mega want to man be cage man. Cage. Was it really a cage man? No, in, I wish there was. God. I said something else stupid the other day about a name. You're like, oh, yeah, but one. You had like a history. I was like, I made that up and I cannot believe that was a real Mega Man Sheet Man? Armor Man, maybe? I think that might have been him. No, no Hard, Hard Man. Man. Hard Man. Hard Man. That was a Mega Man 3 guy. Dude. Yeah, and I was saying really. that it was just an unfortunate translation. Like, he probably should have been named. I'm sure it did re- literally change like Bullet Man or something? It should be maybe Armor Man. Yeah. Because he's got. Oh, armor that, Man. Armor Man. Okay. Just silence. Oh, is that it? You can go back to the Roper Report. Yeah, I wanted to bring up done? those Uncharted factoids, those Uncharted 4 mysteries. I we forgot have. that we were Very in the Roper Report. <laughs> Number three. <laughs> yes, Marty, The Last Guardian is still in development. Oh, man. man. In a conversation man. with Japanese publication Dengeki PlayStation, the game's creator, Fumito Ueda, says that after a time of seeming trouble with Sony and Team Eco, quote, 
Talks with Sony Computer Entertainment on The Last Guardian have been ironed out, yeah. and we're making progress under completely new conditions. I'm also working on some other things that I'll hopefully be able to show in time if progress is smooth. Ooh. I don't know what that means. I'm excited for all this. <laughs> yeah. Are you? I'm so over the last I'm really Stop. intrigued by it. I'm more intrigued by it than almost anything else in, in the so gaming industry. I can't be I over it because for me, Ueda is one of the few people in the games industry who has, is currently perfect at bat. Okay. He's batting a thousand. Granted, he's been up there twice. Sure. Uh, he's been taking he's a been very long time. He's been hitting a lot of foul balls he's over been the, at the plate for eight years. <laughs> <laughs> hitting a lot of foul balls. <laughs> he's just watching them come straight down the middle and he's yeah. swinging. Yeah. Um, and so I'm sort of. Yeah, it's been a long time. It's getting to that point. You always bring up that fact that in this, in the same span of time, uh, Naughty Dog has done the uh, Jack X, the Uncharted trilogy, Last of Us, Last of Us, and now Uncharted Four, which is just the most ridiculous sentence ever. Um, but I love those two games so much. I'll give them the time. Okay. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, this is we've talked about this for several years, but this is really the thing. Like in a few weeks, it's 2015, and that would be 10 years by wow. year since Shadow of the Colossus came out. 10. Years, yeah, that's a decade. They missed an entire console. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny stuff. I can't believe Sony is still making that game. Number four, in a conversation with IGN, PlayStation UK's boss Fergal Gara admitted that Sony, as well as Sony-owned developer Evolution Studios, is "quote unquote" embarrassed over Drive Club's rampant launch issues. This is a long quote, so bear with me. It's interesting though. Sit back, relax. I take my pants. Quote: off. "It's a disappointment when you lay your soul out as being for the players." Then, hashtag. hashtag for the players then what you certainly don't want is games that are not fully ready it certainly wasn't any ill intention on behalf of the team it's ambitious as a game they're as embarrassed as we are and, and all you can do in those situations is say sorry we apologize to any players affected and are doing our damnedest to make things right so that's what we've been doing and the game is pretty near complete now we don't want to introduce the PS Plus edition until we're confident the servers can take the load unleashing it on the millions of PS Plus users is the next step but we want confidence in the capability and concurrency figures I'll say again we apologize and we are learning our we apologize and are trying to sort it out and will hopefully learn from it so we see it less in the future. End quote. Yeah, I mean, that's an honest statement. I like yeah. that. I like that he's not pussyfooting around it. He's getting right to the core of the matter. Um, it is a shame that the game launched with so many problems. It's a shame that so many games this fall launched with so many problems. Yep. Um, and I don't know if that's just sort of indicative of the current AAA space of people not quite used to how to develop for these consoles, uh, you know, staggering budgets, uh, Time crunches having to release in this holiday window and not be able to push it. Uh, but as an answer, like I think that was a pretty sincere answer. Yeah. Colin, a, a, a kid did write in to Beyond at IGN.com just like you can and said it was just short and sweet and was like, Drive Club's fixed. You guys got to stop making fun of it. And I said, Delete. No one will ever hear you. <laughs> I choose what happens on this podcast. Oh! I shut the metal gate. No! <laughs> no! <laughs> like Man in the Iron Mask. Yeah. Remember that movie? Did you see that weather That weather in the game now, though? Oh, that was yeah. yeah that was, it's very pretty. Thing. There's yeah. no doubt that it's a very pretty game. That's all I can say about it because I haven't played it. Number five. <laughs> Grand Theft Auto V's long-awaited heist functionality has finally been revealed, though when heist will join Grand Theft Auto Online remains to be seen. <laughs> Rockstar admits that it's taken so long because what doing what they wanted to do proved harder than they thought. We have a full interview and reveal trailer on IGN. It's yeah. not worth rehashing it here, but I wanted to bring that to people's attention because I know a lot of people want that for yeah, very, very curious about it. Yeah, it's weird that it took them so long. It's crazy that it took them so long. That was such a big part of them when they when they were talking about it online. That Probably because they were porting the game too. Mm. This is true. Number six, I'm real excited about this one. DMC Devil May Cry, the continuation of the series from developer Ninja Theory. 
It's officially coming to PlayStation 4 as well as Xbox One. The so-called Special Edition will launch on March 17, 2015. will include all DLC, new difficulty settings, some special new goodies, and will run at 60 frames per second and 1080p. And yes, it will include trophies. It will cost $40. All of that is great. That's what I want to see from these reissues. Cheaper price. Uh, give us a little bit extra content. And choose games that people missed the first time around. A lot of people missed DMC, which is a shame because that game is awesome. That game is super Ryan Clements rad. approved. That's good. That's it's tough to do. He didn't like it. He gave Journey a nine. Yeah, the animal jerk. I think that no, I, I might have given Journey a ten. I would have given an eleven. Um, but I, I can't disagree with. It. I mean, I can't. You can't fret about a nine. That's a pretty I'm good with, with Journey. It. You can. Do you know that Genova Chen was so upset he left games? I heard about that. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think that D- DM. <laughs> I'm just tired of these HD re-releases of games that just came out. Yep. It's like yeah. not there's nothing novel about this. DMC just came out like by the time this came out about two two years and two months yeah. before. Like so it's and Sleeping Dogs was even a, even a more egregious example. Yeah. I think like I'm excited about Uncharted. You know, coming to PS4. I'm sure that we're gonna get an Uncharted trilogy. You know, I'm sure we are. Like that's obvious. Yeah. I think. Um, I'm excited when games that are long dormant, like Final Fantasy VII, even if it's not been touched up at all, is coming out. But when you're just like, I just released a game two years ago, and now I'm releasing it. Tomb Raider was the worst. That was the worst one. Oh yeah. But like, it's just, it's just weird. I don't, I don't like it. You know, like it, it, it's very strange to me. And and I understand that you know Ninja Theory needs money, and you know Capcom needs money. And that's great. But like, I, like when I read that, I was like, come on. You know, like DMC. I understand it's a great game. I haven't played it. I'm not judging yeah. the quality of the game itself, and I'm like, come on, Capcom. Like, you have all these awesome games that we haven't seen in years. Why sure. don't you re-release those instead, you know, instead of this game? It's just, uh, I appreciate it. People like it. I, I posted something about it on Twitter just saying, like, people are going to keep releasing these developers and publishers until we until we stop buying them. And a lot of people, or if we keep buying them, they'll keep releasing them. And people were like, well, you know, most people, I would say, a majority of people were like, well, I have no problem with it. And I'm like, well, maybe I'm in the minority, but that's really the way I feel. I just think it's too much, you know? I would rather that we get some new stuff. Stop the insanity. Speaking of which. Oh, that was a segue. Susan Power. Number <laughs> seven. It looks like Borderlands is coming to PlayStation 4. Ooh. A so-called Borderlands Remastered Edition has seemingly been leaked by the Australian Classification Board and is on route to both PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Unfortunately, it's unclear whether this collection will include all three Borderlands. Oh, the pre-sequel. Yeah, we'll, we'll wait to hear more from 2K. If we've it, been saying forever the pre-sequel is going to come out. Yeah, no, yeah, no, no sure. I, I think so. Yeah, we have said that on this podcast, and, and I think it's obvious. It's just, this is another example. I mean, it's fine, because a lot of people missed the game. It just came out, but teach his own, I guess. But again, this is another thing where I'm like, I'd rather you guys use some of your resources to just make a new Borderlands game. Yeah. Uh, see, this one I give him a pass on, because like, this came at the point when there I, I was already off my PS3. I like Borderlands. Yeah. I wanted to play the pre-sequel. I didn't feel like hooking it up and trying to find friends and navigating the sure. XMB and doing all the dumb little things that I now take I, I can take for granted with the PS4. So this one, sure, just port it out and mm-hmm. get it over. Borderlands 2 again? Yeah. Take it or leave it. My saves all carried over. Well, they so, work with the Vita version. Exactly. Does anyone so want to play DLC. Borderlands 1? Is that even no. going to be in there? Nobody wants to play Borderlands. I feel like everyone's forgotten about that again. Yeah. I liked Borderlands 1 when it came out. We all did. It was called Borderland. 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 Number eight. Borderland. Marty, did you like Alien Isolation? Uh, I've played about six hours of it, and I am at that point where I'm realizing I'm not going to like it anymore. Then we have good news. That's, that doesn't sound like good news This is just all. what I wrote, okay. so it's too late. I can't, I can't go back. <laughs> it may just get a sequel. In a conversation with AVP Galaxy, which I assume is an Alien vs. Predator site. You'd think so. The game's lead designer, Greg Knapper, said that, quote, the plot to the sequel is a daily topic in the studio sometimes. Which is a weird way of putting it. <laughs> daily topic sometimes. People have their own ideas for where it should go. Our writers have some solid concepts. And yes, we do have a great opportunity to continue the story. The being in brackets because it's a little bit spoilerish. 
if we if if I use the exact quote sure. there. Well, that's good of you. End quote. Whisper in my ear. What does it say? I don't have it here. I, I I will tell you what it is later if you want to know. Just tell me now. Well, Whisper you become a predator at the end of the game. <sighs> what? <laughs> Number nine. Number nine. Sony has revealed two special editions for the upcoming PS4 exclusive game Bloodborne. Bloodborne. One is called the Collector's Edition. And will come with the game, a steelbook case, an art book, new concept art, and a download case for the game soundtrack. Or a download code, I'm sorry, for the game soundtrack. <laughs> you downloadable cases here. You <laughs> the got 3D <laughs> printer. The <laughs> Nightmare Edition comes with all of that. That sounds spooky. Plus a gothic-style notebook, a quill and red ink set. Whoa. A, t- a quote-unquote top hat messenger skin for in-game use. A bell trinket. <laughs> and a book tin. Okay. What's your Bloodborne, what's your Bloodborne voice? I don't remember. Bloodborne. I don't, you I don't said know, every like, time you... Bloodborne. I don't know. I don't, it's probably totally different than the last yeah. time I said it. Close enough. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited for that. That's a that's a video game I'm going to play. Yeah, it looks good. Twice. Yeah, it does, yeah, it does Twice. look good. It does look good. Yeah. Well, it's very good. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bronze and silver it. Wow. No, we're not platinum. You don't care about that stuff. No, I don't. You really don't care? No. Like when something like an achievement or a trophy pops up, no. you just don't... I kind of get angry. So I'm like, get out of my game. I don't like that pop. It's like champagne. It scares me. Champagne, yeah. Oh. Number 10. French. Final Fantasy X, Ten Ten Two HD Remaster, which came to, which came to what? <laughs> no, I'm just laughing because you keep Number having 10, to read Final these C- stories Final about Fantasy things 10, that you don't 10. want to read. Which came to PlayStation Three and PlayStation Vita earlier this year is now coming to PlayStation Four as well. The PS4 iteration will be available in the spring of 2015, around the same time that Final Fantasy VII's PS4 debut is set to come out. Mm-hmm. <sighs> All right, Number Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> Final Fantasy XIV and Realm Reborn subscriber numbers have exploded. More than 2.5 million registered accounts now exist for the game, an increase of 500,000 players since April, wow. when the number stood around 2 million. That's crazy. A Realm Reborn's first expansion pack is due out early next year. They're all Destin Legary, playing yeah. on alts. Loves that Realm Reborn. He does. He's a man reborn after playing a Realm Reborn, I That's would say. Cute. That was cute. Number 12. This is just some wrap-up. The PS4 version of Trine called the Enchanted Edition will launch on December 17th in Europe and December 23rd in North America. I swear to God, that game's been re-released 17 times. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I have no mi- idea what the hell's going on. I feel like, like I have three versions of it from PlayStation Plus. I don't even know what they are. <laughs> like, I don't... Maybe maybe it's time to... Make Trine 3? Yeah, make another make Trine game. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's... Yeah, Trine the Enchanted Edition. I guess that's just the original. I don't know. And quirky-looking tower defense game Crinkle Crusher with K's. Oh. Crinkle Whoa. Crusher. Will be coming to PS4, PS3, and Vita. In February of 2015. Oh, Crinkle Crush. God, I got that Crinkle Crusher. Yeah. Gotta have it. I gotta have that Crinkle Crusher. But Marty. Yeah. Crinkle Crusher isn't out yet. Oh my gosh. If I wanted to know what was in the Mom and Grop shops. Mom and Grop. (laughs) The uh, Andrew Goldfarb Center for Kids Who Can't Read Good and Want to Do Other Things Good, too. There you go. Yeah. Do, 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 do. Now I'll tell you. I'll tell you this. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what. Clements finally stepped his game back up. Yes. Ryan Clements. Oh, that's because of his appearance on Podcast Beyond. Well, no, we we te- we told everybody to t- t- tweet him and tell him to take pride in his work. Oh, and he wow. re- he started responding to the first few dozen people who did it, going what? And then when he, they started saying Greg, he stopped responding. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On PS4 and PS3 digitally in retail, Guilty Gear Xer Design Gear? is out. And that's supposed Gear. to be a, a really, really good game if you're a fighting Excellent. fan. Excellent. Vince can't shut up about it. Um, Loadout is available PS4 and uh, digitally. Tyroot. Oh, yeah. He made that game. Metal Gear Solid 4 Guns of the Patriots is available on PS3 digitally. Ooh, finally. Metal Gear Solid 4 Guns of the Patriots is set in a battle-scarred future where huge conglomerates fight for supremacy using armies of hand-picked mercenaries. This devastated world is seen through the battle-weary eyes of an older Solid Snake who has been charged with infiltrating a number of key locations across the globe. Jeff Haynes from IGN is quoted as saying, yeah. (laughs) 
Odd World Munch's Odyssey HD is available on Vita. I think that's been it's a digital only, and I think yeah. that's been a long time coming. Uh, Super Mega Baseball is available on PS4 and PS3 digitally. Cross by is that a Mega Man baseball game? The cross by with PS4 and PS3 games makes no sense. By the way, but I appreciate that you give give both, but the value doesn't really make any sense. Uh, here's what it says. Hammer Long Ballo and a friendly cast of semi-athletic baseball stars invite you out to the ballpark for a blazing fast, ultra-responsive game of hardball. Hey, hey, Super hey, Mega Baseball <laughs> is easy to learn, but you'll want to master jumping, diving, wall catches, power swings, slash throws. Slash throws. And cut off plays to prevail in season mode. Ryan Clements just, all he did is he like, he ch- he's just, yeah, he's like, is, am I spelling <laughs> these words correctly? And does he write these? You think, or does he just take like what? I the hope he does. I like to think. No, because remember how some of the minis are always are like barely in English. They're like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but he wasn't there when the minis were being. Well, released. sure, but I doubt he's out there. He, this isn't an artisanal. If he's not doing this, what is he doing? He's taking these. He's taking what the developers write, he's punching it up, shortening it up, putting it in there. Now here's the big one, Greg. Yeah, I know where I know where this is going. Tetris Ultimate on PS4 Digital. <gasps> Woo! It's here! <laughs> what? It's here! The Grudge Match. It continues unabated. <laughs> the world's most loved puzzle game arrives on PS4 with new, fun new features and unique visuals. The evolution of this iconic game is the ultimate must-have in this fast-paced game of skills. You can take on the puzzle game solo, team up, or battle friends. And you know I'm going to just waste you in this game. You know just that's not, you know waste that's, you. Know that's not just like I was on the 3DS version. Uh, I remember the record not being wasted. <laughs> you won sir. maybe one out of five when BS, we were playing. That's BS. Well, first off, I don't think we played more than six matches. <laughs> <laughs> so one out of five. Here's so. my question about the Tetris problem. Why is this not on Vita? Come on, Ubisoft. You put it on the 3DS. If if the Lego guys are porting over their 3DS yeah. games, you can port over Tetris. Put it on Vita. Now I'm going to be remote playing it in the house. Wishing no, I could can, get on the train. You cannot remote play that game. It's not going to be you possible. Think so? I'll put you away quicker than ever if you remote play that game. You're going to be all latent. Yeah, Professor Latent. I've got it. Maybe it won't be that bad. Maybe it'll be all right. Maybe latency won't be that bad. I, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to find out. But all I know is that that's gonna, the grudge match is renewed. All right, good. I'll, from EA Tetris circa 2010 on PS3. This time, though, the world's watching. That's true. We're gonna do a best of seventy competition. Oh you my gosh, we should yeah. we should do a best of seventy over competition. the re- next over the year twenty fifteen. <laughs> we'll have a standing Friday Tetris lunch. That's it. That was it. We did it. This has been podcast beyond episode whatever. Now, <laughs> uh, we're talking about remote play not being that great sometimes. Mm-hmm. The latency getting in the way. Mm-hmm. Lyle from Seattle, Washington writes in trying to avoid this problem. He says, greetings, Greg, Colin, and Marty. Hello. He says, hopefully, ever-rotating third show. I don't know what that means. Marty is permanent. Marty's yeah. here. Catch up on your podcast. Cute. I'm actually Lyle. homeless, so I'm squatting here. I'm sleeping in this office. It's funny, because you just did GameScoop with me. Then yeah. you came in here, and you're staying here to do Unlocked right after this. Yeah. I, I won't lie. I would have stood in the way of you being on the show if I knew you were doing Unlocked still, too. You traitorous bastard. What is happening? I think, that, I think we might have to make an insistence that you leave that podcast. I'm going to single-handedly end the console war. I'm going to bring balance to the force. I'm going to be on Tech Fetish. I'm going to make sure people care about techs again. Like, mechs. Is Tech Fetish still going? It's not just white noise they post every week? <laughs> oh, God. I think, I think it's going. I see it on the Vlogger every once in a while. Okay, I don't know. I, mean, yeah. I, was, yeah, it's not, I just don't. I remember. Yeah, do they, do they still do the Fresca stuff? I don't know. Is, is, uh, is uh, Justin Davis still on it? If, probably. Is Scott still on it? No, he's not for sure on it anymore. Does Scott just, still work here? No. IGN does too many podcasts. I can't keep up on them. TMP. You know, they still got the channel surfing going too? 
Wow. Interesting. There's a million podcasts in the back end. I'm like, I want to be on Keeping It Real. You know, Digit Gods has more episodes than Podcasts Beyond? I don't even know. <laughs> I still don't even know what that show is. I know. It's it's, it's like a freelance podcast. It's just about religion? Know. No, it's it's a, well, their logo is religion. like a DVD. I don't know what the hell they're about. I guess we could listen to one episode and figure <laughs> we out could, all we answer could solve all these questions. very quick. Lyle says, the holidays are right around the corner, and I will be flying home to spend a few days on vacation with my parents. Mm. Time away from the office will allow for some extended gaming sessions, and I'm looking forward to putting some serious time into Dragon Age Inquisition. My two-part question is this. Do you have any tips for traveling by plane with your PS4 console, and what are some of your favorite holiday gaming marathon memories? Ooh. Thanks and beyond. Lyle. Uh, um, I would keep it on you. I would not check yeah. it in. That, yeah. yeah, when I came back from New York, when we got the PlayStation 4s out there, that's what I did. Is I All the cables in the in there, but the actual oh, yeah. unit myself slid in my bag. Because they now have it where, you know, it's like, oh, I have to pull out all your computers and your toilets, and they have, like, an Xbox 360 out your toilets? in there. Yeah, pull out your toilets. You have portable Jesus. toilets? Yeah, don't you? I mean, like, diapers, yeah. Oh, I just carry, like, a Walmart bag. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, you pull it out, you put it through the X-ray machine. You're fine. Yeah, yeah. Right. And it's a small console. It's much easier to travel with that than an Xbox One. The one you put on your, your seat. Yeah. Or a toilet. Yeah. Put a toilet. toilet. And yeah. what about favorite holiday marathon gaming memories? Wow. I mean, a lot. I would always, whatever, you know, I'd usually get like two games for Christmas as a kid. Yeah. And I would just play the hell out of those. I remember stuff going back to Link to the Past and Earthbound, all the way up to every Final Fantasy game that ever came out. Yeah. I always got on Christmas. Um, Jorah's Mask. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You were a Deku, Deku shrub in that game for a little while. You sure Deku. were. Deku. Count Deku. Count the Sith Deku. Lord. <laughs> um, for me, I talk all the time about the, my favorite gaming memory that I got for Christmas was WWF Royal Rumble on Genesis. Wow. I remember being so excited to get it. It was the first thing that had like a real wrestling match pace to it. Mm-hmm. But the one that sticks out to me, too, is uh, when I got my N64 for Christmas. And I got WWF Warzone with it, along with Mario 64, of course. And we like it was one of those crappy things where you we got it, yay! It's like all right, we got to get ready to go to your aunt's. But I got to bring it with me. Nice. And I came there and I hooked up the 64 and played WWF Warzone. Okay. Your family really appreciated from that. Well, it, like, and not to mention that it was like this isn't like oh my uncle wanted to play or whatever. And it's like it was the old combo based games. You know oh I mean? yeah. Like I've done it and like I had them all memorized already because I bought the strategy yeah. ahead of time. Like I wanted to be ready for the game or whatever. So, like, Jesus was, Christ, you yeah. are really. I was something. I want to just go back in time and just be with be, you. Just be with be you. With just me. Be with you and just see what, and just see what kind of life you were living. Because yeah. it was. It sounds like a cartoon. If life. you can call it living. Well, um, Mega Man Three always reminds me of Christmas because that's when I fell in love with Mega Man for real, for real. Uh, well, yeah, Link to the Past, um, Ocarina of Time, Brave Fencer Musashi. Oh man, um, Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, was a Christmas game for me. I, and in fact, I got so I got Metal Gear Solid. I want to say Christmas '98. That's right. And that was when Dual Shock came out uh, with Ape Escape. And I went. It was '98, wasn't it? Was it '99? Maybe it was something like that. And I all I remember is that I went to the mall the day after Christmas to get a Dual Shock controller. Whoa! And it was a goddamn nightmare. In that really? Mall. I'll yeah, never so. forget it. Yeah, it was horrible. It was horrible. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then you know. Then, then I start buying my own games. So I stopped really even getting games. Yeah, I don't really... Yeah, I haven't... God, I don't remember what the last, like, Christmas, Christmas game I got was. Probably I remember, in college, before college? Yeah. yeah. Right after college, I remember I got... Uh, 
Shadow of the Colossus on PS2 and whatever Hitman that was that time. Yeah. Those, those are the last like definitive video games I remember ever getting. Yeah. Just because by that point, once you have a job and a car, it's over. You're buying yeah. it all the time. Yeah, I would just, I mean, come even high school for the most part, I would ask my parents for money. I, the, the only difference was when I got my PS2, I got my PS2 at launch, but it was my, my mom was like, I'll get it for you, but it's your Christmas present and your birthday present. Ooh. So I got it for my birthday, but I got no Christmas presents that year. Yeah, Christmas was canceled. And then they gave me like Summoner and I was like, ah, damn it. <laughs> um... And then yeah, like I got some random miscellaneous like GameCube games when I was like a senior in high school, probably. But after yeah, after, like from freshman in college on, I don't think I've ever gotten a video game for Christmas from anyone because I just had. I used to, oh, man, I used to buy like so many games, yeah. like just n- for no reason. I had so many. Yeah, my biggest collection of games, my PS2 and my GameCube games, and my Xbox games, my Xbox original Xbox games. Between those three consoles, I had. I must have had like well over a hundred games for oh, sure, wow. like for real, yeah. like for sure. Yeah. Um, and I would go and just buy. I, I used to make pair laugh because when I was doing database work as a freelancer when I was in college, that was like another two, just two hundred twenty fifty dollars a month that I was yeah. making or whatever. So I was already making like a lot of money from guides and from IGN TV. So I didn't really. I mean, I could have used the money in retrospect, but I was like, I don't need the money. <laughs> yeah. I don't need the money. You guys are doing me a big favor. Instead of paying me, buy me four games a month of my choosing and send them to me. Wow, that's an awesome deal. And so like I remember getting like really, really like Twin Snakes on GameCube. Twin Snakes. Um, all sorts of random. So I remember when I won Fact Writer of the Month on IGN in like November 2002. I got like I, I got two free games, and I think that's when I got Luigi's Mansion and Eternal Darkness on GameCube. Wow! So I would just buy all these games, and I had like no one, like I like just no intention of playing half of them. <laughs> you know, like, you just, just, like, I just wanted them to be there. Yeah. yeah. And now they're just sitting in crates. My brother went to my my you know our beach house got destroyed in uh, um, Hurricane Sandy. Sandy, New Jersey. But like so like the first floor was like all screwed up. But we like thank God a lot, a lot of our stuff was in the attic. Yeah. It was fine. And so I sent my brother, I dispatched my brother to New Jersey because he was in Philadelphia and he got all my games, um, like my NES, SNES, N64, all that stuff. And you said only a few things were missing, like he didn't see my Genesis games and something else, but so most of them are there and the Genesis games, who cares? The, <laughs> no, <I don't. laughs> um, but uh, like he, even he was like, gee, like, why are there the so many? Why did mom and dad buy you all this garbage? <laughs> it's like, geez, Louise. Like, I remember buying like so many Dreamcast games and all this stuff. I was like, yeah. what are you doing? I had a lot of Dreamcast games for a system that was around for two years. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of Dreamcast games. I remember the last Dreamcast game I bought it was after Dream- Dreamcast was. Dreamcast was. Nine, 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 nine. No, no, I know, but it was it was discontinued about April 2001. Yeah. Something like that, spring 2001. I remember. I feel like the next year they were still releasing like Dreamcast games. Yeah, and I think they like released Sega Smash Pack Volume One. Oh yeah, and that was the la- and it had like all this Genesis and yeah. Master System stuff on it. And I remember that was the last Dreamcast game I bought. And I bought it so I can play like Fantasy Star or something. I never even done it, did it. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I used to just get paid, when, especially when I was in high school. I get paid like hundred fifty dollars a week at my job, whatever, and I just go spend it all on sure. games just You're for dumb. no reason. Yeah. Save your money, kids. Yeah, yeah please. Yeah, save Don't. your money. I'd be rich. I'd be retired if I had all the money back that I that I spent on. But you wouldn't be here, probably. That's you wouldn't true. have the knowledge base that it takes to yeah. anchor this chair. Right I wouldn't here. have played uh, Samba Day Kill Switch. Oh God, how can you not play that? Kill, Kill, Switch. Kill Switch was pretty good. I mean, Kill Switch was the kind of the, the cover based shooter yeah. that inspired a lot of cover based shooters. But yeah, just really weird, random games like that. Kill mm-hmm. Switch and all. Yeah, just all these all these random games that are long forgotten. Black. Black, Black was yeah. awesome. Sounded good. 
Great yeah, sound. Yeah. Yeah. Destroy, everything you can destroy yeah, everything yeah. in it. Yeah. That's such a big deal, I remember. Jacob writes in to Beyond and says, Beyond. Yep. Beyond. And he also said, Hey, Greg, Colin, and Marty. Oh, there you go. That's, that's nice. an official shout out. That is. You. Thanks. It's so many paper cuts. <laughs> he says, As a photographer, I listen to Beyond while editing pictures, and you make the time go by a lot faster. So thank you for that, as well as the laughs. It's much appreciated. While listening to last week's episode, Colin had mentioned that he had gotten around to seeing a lot of indie games at PlayStation Experience, and it sounds like there are a ton of awesome games to look forward to. But I was wondering if Colin had a chance to play Axiom Verge, and if so, what his thoughts on? Because it doesn't seem to be there's a whole lot of coverage about it. Hope to hear something. All the best, Jacob. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't play Axiom Verge there because I have a build of it. Um, and I, I had a build of it in June. I mean, I wrote yeah. extensively about the game in June, so you can go back and look for that on IGN. There's a, a preview and a, a written preview and a video preview for it. Um, that game's really, really awesome. Yep. That game's really, really, really awesome. I can't wait to play it. Explain it. I can't remember which one. It's, a me- it's Metroid. It's like the it's like the NES Metroid. Yeah. Oh, so they do a I lot do of, remember this one then. Okay. They do a lot of interesting things with like the pixels messing up and like right. corruption and corrosion. Yeah, there's like a gun you use that like if you like you're going through the stage and everything's like static, like you know almost like like hex art. Yeah. And then like some of the blocks look like they're glitches. I remember when I walked. And by you use a gun friends. and you like can fix the glitch and then yeah. like go through to like secret areas. So there's like that's like kind of the hook of the game, but it is Metroid. You know, and it's coming uh, PS4, Vita, PC. Uh, early next year, I cannot wait. To it's play all game. one guy. Is yep. that right? Yeah. This guy's name is Tom Happen. He made the whole game himself. That's it's crazy. Not so. Don't do that. All the art, the music. I think all that stuff is him. The programming, obviously. Wow, it's cray cray. Good design. Yeah, it's uh, it's really it's actually a really beautiful game too. If you fight some of the bosses, like the huge room the bosses that take up the the whole room, and would make an NES kind of slow down because there's so many moving parts. Um, it's just it's a great vision of what those games could have looked like if the NES was just a little more powerful. That's awesome. All right, we'll go back then. Read that article, Jacob. Axiom Verge is awesome, but I got to tell you guys, and I think I told you already that the game that really stuck with me even more than Axiom Verge was Cosmic Star Heroine. That oh, game yeah, looks, that that game looks that. awesome. That's the one that's it's like so what awesome. What Fantasy Star Five would be? Yeah, it's yeah. just it looks like a Genesis RPG with kind of some Chrono Trigger combat. Because in Fantasy Star, you were fighting you know turn based battles, but like you know you saw the back of the characters. Yeah, the yeah. And then, so the field of view was kind of like Dragon, like the old Dragon Quest. And this, you run into like it looks like Fantasy Star. It's got the sci fi aesthetic, but like kind of like with a combination of fantasy, which is what was so awesome about Fantasy Star. And but when you run into enemies, it turns into Chrono Trigger. So the battles so like just the, happen right there. Yeah, like the enemies just like line up like out of nowhere, and then like your guys line up. Yeah. Um, but what's really cool about it is that the really cool thing about the hook of the combat is that you have to recharge all of your attacks. So like you use an attack, and then you can't use it again until yeah. you like defend. So like the, it's it's um it's strategic in yeah. a way. There's like all these buffs and stuff like that that you can use to like make all your characters more powerful. So it it it, it requires the use of what I would call gray magic. Um, you know, like support magic and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and and I, I I don't know if the gray, the term gray magic was ever something I was ever used. I just always started calling it that from Final Fantasy VI because yeah, all the support magic, like Osmos and all those yeah. things that were like kind of damaging or can kind of help you, were all gray. Yeah, the icons and then I the like white that magic term. and then the black magic. I like that term gray magic. You just coined something. I probably did. Yeah. Um, Colin already trendsetter. Yeah. And. Uh, so it's really, really cool and a very thoughtful game, and I'm really stoked about it. Like I, I, I played that, and I was telling the guys and the developers, like, this is awesome. Like, this when's is it out? Awesome. I don't think it's they know yet. Axiom Verge. Um, when's that out? Axiom Verge early 2015. I think it's. I think it might be done. And that's oh, the wow. game that's by the uh, the guys who made the Penny Arcade RPG, correct? Oh, it starts with an N. Yeah. Um, Nintendo. Nintendo. It's by Nintendo. I don't remember. I think it's. I think it's. No, that's not true. I, I'll look it up. That's going to kill me. Because now that you've said that, I think we revealed screens for Cosmic Star Heroine, didn't we? And it was an yeah. exclusive I set up after I met all those guys. I'm pretty sure they made it the rain slick yeah, precipice. Yeah, the, the precipice and the rain slick yeah. precipice. 
shoot. Sugar That's plums. That's going to kill me. You figure it out when you get Don't there. Don't die. Z-Boyd Games. There it is. Damn it. Dogtown and Z-Boyd Games. Mm-hmm. Kyle writes into beyond.ign.com and says, Beyond. 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 Dear Greg, Colin, and Marty. Again, he didn't say Sorry. that. <laughs> December is upon us, and it is time for gamers everywhere to start talking about what they think is 2014's GOTY. I could not help but notice that this year something was a little different. Traditionally, Game of the Year games are the biggest and best of the year's AAA games, but this year, many people are picking indie or small developed games as their favorite game of the year. There is an argument that there are so many small games being discussed because of a poor AAA release year, but I like to think that the indie games are getting better. AAA games are playing it safe with lots of sequels, similar gameplay, and a little divergence from a familiar path. However, small developers are taking risks and new things which... And trying new things, which is resulting in more unique experiences. So my question is this. Do you believe that indie games will continue to be a big part of future Game of the Year discussions? Or will better AAA releases... And I'm sorry. Will better AAA release years keep them out of the running? Kyle, Ontario, Canada. Uh... Yeah, I think that they'll be continue to become a bigger part of the industry, a bigger part of what you play, and a bigger part of the game of the year, game of the year discussion. Frankly, just based on that, yeah. I don't um, think they're going anywhere. That's the whole no, point. And the lo- longer that indie games are around, the mo- easier it'll be for everyone to wrap their heads around that they can be game of the year contenders. This is just like when downloadable games showed up, and sure. it was always that's pretty good for, for a downloadable yeah. game. Yeah, it's so silly. I mean, I still see people online saying like, "I've never played an indie game. I've never indie played it." De- yeah, it's like, oh, okay. So what did you play? Like four games this year? Yeah. Like what well, <laughs> the the like what is wrong? Like why? I I want to get to a point where we don't like with the downloadable games where we don't distinguish between indie yeah. and AAA. I do know that the indie games are embarrassing AAA games in terms of, you know, in my opinion, in terms of what they're doing and how fun they are. Yeah. Quality, um, fun, profit yeah. margin for yeah. most of them. Absolutely. It's not to say that there aren't great AAA games. Of course there are, but it's to say it's that... It's Universe Online. We it's know to say that... Uh, and there's some awful, awful indie games. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Absolutely. But it is to say that they are... All the new ideas... That's what I was saying to people at PSX. Like, when you walked into PSX, everything... All the indie games were on the right, and all of the AAA games and first-party games were on the left. And I was saying, all the new ideas are over here. Yep. You know, and he pointed uh, to the right to the right. those not watching, and all the games I was most excited about were on that side. Yep, you know, so there's no. I am so frustrated that people still like won't give these games a chance. You have no idea what you're missing. You know, yeah. um, a game like Shovel Knight or a game like well, back in the day we nominated Hotline Miami, and and people really enjoyed uh, FTL, and people, you know, there's yeah. it's not like it's that new of an, an ordeal here at IGN, but that Vanishing um, Ether Carter, people like that one, I like that yeah, one, Vanishing, yeah. yeah, Transistor, yeah, oh yeah, Tran- Wolf Among Us, oh Bastion, I cannot wait for Bastion, yeah, right, I still gotta play Again. Transistor, man. <laughs> yeah. I played Transistor for like an hour, and I just never went back to it. Yeah, I, I want to restart. There's too many. The same there's thing too many I played games. Deep, something yeah. distracted me. I came back and you I gotta play it. I'm so I like it's on the short list. I know it's really good. I played it. I enjoy it. I like Super Giant a lot. Yeah, calm down. Like Greg Kasavin. I like him. I like him a lot. He's losing weight. I don't like that. Another team fat quitter. Saw him at or not PSX. PSX. Wasting yeah. away. You guys can both wear the Team Fat Quitter shirts. Ah, uh, yeah. How's oh. your f- going? <laughs> oh, you do. that's going to be harder for you to edit I now. know. I get carried away sometimes when I talk about scones. Also, uh, real talk, scones are awful. Really? I hate They're scones. dry. Yeah, as someone who worked, I worked at a Pete's Coffee for three years. Anyone who ordered a scone, I was like, what's your what's your malfunction, hey, dude? I, would, I guess I would never pay for a scone. <laughs> but it was there. <laughs> Remember those cranberry muffins it. we had in Vegas? Yeah. Oh, those were good. Yeah, they were good. They yeah. were really good. Yeah. And they had bananas too. There were some Ooh, bananas there. Cranana. No, they, there was there was like this is the banana and this is the muffin. They weren't oh, they weren't combined. In it. Gotcha, this is Vince, gotcha. and then this is Brian Malkowitz. He is so big. <laughs> well, these aren't to scale. <laughs> Ryan writes in. This is beyond beyond. This is Ryan from Fresno, California, Yo. and I have a hard. Hi- oh, he, this is what he wrote. I have a hard hitting about my Vita. Left out question. I just picked up. I just picked one up. 
because I'm traveling to Europe over the holidays and only have enough cash for one more game. With both Persona 4 and Freedom Wars receiving so much praise on the show and in the community, I ask this. Which should I get for my long journey overseas? I'm a fan of both genres and can't decide on my own. Thanks and beyond, Ryan. Uh, I would say Persona. 1,000% yes. It's a longer game. Uh, it's probably cheaper. I imagine Persona 4 only is 20 bucks. Hopefully. Yeah. The big thing for me is that I love Freedom Wars. Everybody knows that. Uh Persona 4 is single player the entire time. Mm-hmm. You don't need other people. Yeah. You're going to hit the threshold I'm at right now being level 8 or whatever in Freedom Wars where it's like, well, I need all these materials, but I can't beat these missions on my own. I need other people to play with me. Yeah. So if you're going solo, for sure get Persona. And that's a huge game. It'll take you forever. Yeah, and Persona 4 is one of the best JRPGs of the last decade. Yeah. RPGs, period. Take the J out. Mm. Colin says he's going to play it when the drought comes. You still the drought will never come. No drought will never come. Yeah, there is no drought. I won't. I refuse to play it. It's like the film Hard Rain with Christian Slater. Is it like that? Yeah. Okay. There's no drought. Marty. Yes, sir. You get to pick the next question. I'm excited. It's It's so hot in here, isn't it? It is really hot hot today. I have no idea. And I have to spend another hour and a half in here. I'm dying. Dreadful. So here you go. Coping with difficult times through games. What genres are generally not into? Turok, the dinosaur hunter. How do you find time to play games? PSN sales and embargoes. Uh, let's do coping in difficult times. Let's bring some real talk here. Mm. I love real talk. Yeah, so do I. Here we go. You ever are real monsters? I oh, do. Yeah, who could yeah. forget? All right. That was a weird show. Yeah, I didn't never really cared for that show. This is from Ben. Hey, Ben. And you're going to regret picking him. Not right away. Well, you're right away, but then you'll get over it. But he says, <laughs> beyond, he says beyond. Yeah, beyond. Greg, Colin, and Brian. Then he puts in parentheses, I know Marty is the new third chair. So why are you taking shots, oh. Ben? <laughs> why are you taking oh. shots? You know who's Across sitting there. Across the bow. I chose your question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Beyond. You guys are awesome. Hearing the Frank Furlano podcast brought me to tears. He's a kick-ass dude, by the way. I am 27 years old with cystic fibrosis and grew up in and out of the hospital, sometimes for periods longer than a month at a time. Oddly enough, this is not what started my love of video games. My memories of being in the hospital are not of IV poles and breathing treatments, but consist more of flying around in Mario's Tanuki suit, fingering out Zelda's dungeons, and closing gates to oblivion. Yep, closing gates to oblivion. Just making sure I didn't screw that up. I'm always afraid I'm screwing something up. Greg, I've also heard you mention several times about you having cancer. My question, how do you guys feel video games have helped you cope through difficult times in your life? Sometimes you have things in your life that just need to take a, quote, mental holiday from, and I feel like my video games help me do that. Very interested to hear some of your personal experiences and beyond. Thanks, Ben. Thanks, Ben. Thank you, Ben. Yeah. You made it up for, for besmirching me at the beginning. He besmirched you right away. That's what yeah. he did right away. But, he then he right had a, but then he had a really good question. So. Yeah. Uh, how do video games help us all through times? I think Escape, that's a big part of it, mm. right? Yeah. I had written a long time ago, uh, you can Google it, uh, Infamous Greg Miller playing through the pain of when I was getting divorced and Infamous came out and I'd been waiting forever that. Yeah. And like that was like this thing of get lost in, just worry about blast shards. Don't worry yeah. about anything else. Just yeah. focus on that. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah. And then cancer, yeah. Like when I could like – Focus, I played Vita all the time during chemo. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? When I couldn't, I just laid there with my eyes closed because sure. it hurt. Oh, look how dark. Yeah. Well, this is a dark question. This is a There's dark no question. I chose it. <laughs> this is on you, yeah. Steve. <laughs> yeah, I associate uh, one-to-one with a lot of uh, deaths in my in my family, in my life, with the games I played either when I found out or immediately afterwards. That's sort of where my escapism from. Yeah. Uh, I had a grandma die right when I was playing through Mario 3, uh, an aunt die when I was playing uh, Super Metroid. Uh in Poland, I had my grandma die while I was over there, and I remember 
playing Golden Sun for the GBA, and like that was the sort of that that was my escapism from like all the hell sure. outside of it. Uh, and then uh, like relationships and breakups. Mm. Uh, I associate Braid with a breakup. Uh, Catherine with a breakup. Oh, that's, that's um, a crazy one. To yeah, associate. I know. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I made the wrong choices. Um, yeah, but I think I, I, you know, that's one of the like you said, it's escapism. It's being able to say like, hey, well, everything's awful out here, and I know I'm going to get through it, but for this hour, I could just focus on X. Put everything else aside. Yeah. Collins doesn't have hard times. Oh, no. My well, whole no, the, life is one hard s- time. I was going <laughs> to say, the problem is, no, Collins always in the middle of a hard time. <laughs> no, I think that, I, I mean, I've played many games to get through many different situations and, and difficult scenarios. Also, I think sports were really helpful for me when I was a kid. Because mm-hmm. um, I'd just go play hockey or just go skate or something. But, um... You skateboarder? No, I mean skate on ice. Oh. Yeah. He was a mighty duck. I did, ever, I did skateboard, too. You ever put a skateboard on ice? No, I wouldn't. That probably wouldn't work out very well. Okay. No. Uh, but no, I did skateboard up through college. I was very good. But I used to skate to class and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I, I think that, you know, one of the things I always think about is that there are a few things in, in life, like it could be a good movie, maybe a good book or a video game that you're in a troubled time and you can't imagine not being troubled by it. And um, and then you go an hour or two hours or three hours and you don't think about it. Mm-hmm. And then you think about it again and you're like, oh, I'm bummed out. But I didn't think about it for three hours. And, and games are one of the things that, that allow you not to to kind of fixate on those kinds of things which is nice mm-hmm. um but i have a lot of those kinds of games and sporting moments and whatever else that you know like they always say like when you're when you get over a, a girl or whatever or a guy you know it's uh it gets a little easier every day like you think go a little longer without thinking yeah. about it and so and then just don't you don't care anymore <laughs> you know so it's games help expedite that process i think was naughty bear one of those games damn he beat me to it did you was you're, it really? you're on you're on point you, this is why you're in the, your chair <laughs> no it wasn't <laughs> that would have made it worse if i was in a bad in a bad time just by because it was running at five frames a second <laughs> colin yes we have a new segment on the show we like quite a bit called worst playstation network name of the week of course you can't switch a psn name so people find names that should be switched and call out whether it be their own or something they find online today's comes from andrew dawson he says beyond. 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 I stumbled across this PSN ID while playing Warhawk many years ago and have wow. never forgotten it. That PSN name is Schindler's Fist. Oh, my! <laughs> that can't be a thing! That's a real thing. How, is that how would you thing? block that? There's no way to block that. You don't, you, none of those words are bad. So it's like, how does Shuhei know to find that? He can't find that. Oh, man. That's how you go. Schindler's Fist. Thank you and beyond. Super specs. Period. I don't know what that means. Period. Andrew Dawson. Maybe that's super respects. Maybe that's what the kids I just, I'm just going online because it, it was Warhawk came out eight years ago, so I'm seeing if uh, this name still exists. You're going to check on Schindler's Fist for us? Unless, I mean, you know, unless it's all spelled Wait, Warhawk. No, it's, it's spelled normal. No, ap- no apostrophe. It was, one, it was the first wave. It was like the first wave of... Wow. It was the first... Oh, I was thinking of Starhawk. Oh, no. So, Emmett Graves' story? No, yeah, that, Emmett Graves. That's not that one. The hero of PlayStation All-Stars. Yeah, exactly. Um, still exists? How many trophies that guy got? I don't know. I'm looking now. It's, All right. It's queuing right there. Give me the update. Okay, hold on. Here comes Schindler's Fist. Uh, Everybody tweeted Schindler's Fist. The last game he played no. was Black PSN. Ops. Oh, wow. Wait, he has. He's only played 14 games. Oh, Schindler's Fist. He could have done more. Oh. He could have played more. Me, <laughs> Call of Duty Black Ops. <laughs> he, <did not>. <laughs> <laughs> he played Infamous, no trophies. Dead Nation, no trophies. He played Bulletstorm, has a bunch of trophies. Yeah. Uh, Battlefield 3, some trophies. Crisis 2, some trophies. I was about to 
We'll just stop. How about we all stop right there? Ladies and gentlemen, that's been Podcast Beyond, episode 373. Thank you so much for joining us. Remember, Podcast Beyond posts an MP3 each and every Tuesday on your favorite podcast service of choice and IGN.com. Then on Wednesday, I put up the video version on IGN.com, YouTube.com, slash IGN, and IGN's PlayStation 4 app, which is totally free, Colin. Look for us on the PlayStation Store. It's so hot in here, I feel like I'm dying. We're getting out of here. We're going to get you out of here. You're not being abducted. It's like a sauna in this sauna. Um, Remember, IGN.com keeps the mics on, so go there, read the articles, watch the videos, subscribe for Prime, buy shirts at splitreason.com slash IGN. If you ever see Tal out in the street, give him a nickel. Say that's from Podcast Beyond for you, sir. Good day. <laughs> then follow everybody on Twitter. IGN's IGN. I'm Game Over Greggy. Colin is no taxation. Marty is Mick Biggity. Two G's, two T's. Yeah. Two D's. Two D's? Two D's. Two D's. Two D's. Like two D. Oh, no. Facts Life. Yeah. Two D. Oh, she was a great character. Yeah. She's roller skate in season one. Mm. That's mm. neither here nor there. Can I do this with multiple papers? Yeah, this that's is okay. Fine, that's fine. Yeah. Every episode of Podcast Beyond ends in a segment we call Ryan's Wrap Up. It's where you, the listener or viewer, submit a song from your own band. We don't take other people's bands. Stop sending in Beatles songs. I know it's not you. Uh, this one comes from. I actually. Yeah, why did you X out this thing? Because our friends, Life in 24 Frames, yeah. who come in and play all the time, sure. submitted a song for Christmas. And I got it confused in my head thinking this was the last podcast beyond before Christmas. Mm-hmm. Forgetting, of course, we're recording on Tuesday of next week. So I crossed this out and stapled it. And I was like, oh, wait. And I pulled sure. it apart. So then I got to get close here to remember that Le- it's Leo. Leo wrote into this one. Leo, you almost didn't make the cut. Uncle Leo. Uncle, hello. <laughs> Leo says beyond. 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 Hello, Greg, Colin, and Marty. No. Oh. My name is Leo, and I play in a pop punk band in Victoria, British Columbia, Canada. We are called Gutterbird. And have just recently released our second EP titled Speak Easy. And I would love for you to play the track Philly off of it. The EP is free to download on our Bandcamp page or our Facebook page. They are facebook.com slash gutterbird250 or gutterbird.bandcamp.com. Happy holidays to all of you, Leo. He also says his friend's PSN name is child underscore killer 15. <laughs> okay, how does that one get through? How again, killer? What? How would you? That you can but say killer. You, are, you can't be a child killer. But that's yeah, not good. There's no algorithm to account for that kind of that. That's that is too much for a computer to process. <laughs> the computers can't do this. Update the drivers, then it can. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Gutterbird with Philly off of their EP Speak Easy Beyond Beyond. Beyond. I can't be.
Remember, do not underestimate the power of PlayStation. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.